everyone, and welcome to Emerging Trends in Higher Ed. My name is Samantha Wilcox, and I am your moderator for this podcast series. Joining us today is Dr. David Harpool, president of North Central University. Thanks for spending some time with us today, Dr. Harpool. I'm glad to be here. So let's jump into the first question. Dr. Harpool, how would you describe what colleges are doing in terms of moving to online? Well, I give a lot of credit to colleges and universities because many of them don't have any infrastructure really for online learning, or if they do, it's a tiny part of what they do on a regular basis. And so due to the coronavirus, they had to immediately deal with this mass movement of what you would call residential or on-campus students to an online environment. So what they basically did is what we would call technology-assisted courses. They, they don't really have a learning management system built for online learning, many of them, but they went to the best technologies that are available, some Skype, some Zoom, some FaceTime, or the other types that are similar to that. And what they did is they tried to say, well, we've got to communicate with our students two things, content and some way to evaluate. And so I give schools credit for that, but it shouldn't be confused with online learning. Absolutely. Definitely a difference there. Now, what are some of the characteristics of genuine online learning? Yeah, genuine online learning begins with a pedagogy, which is uh, basically means there's a philosophy or a teaching theory behind it that says this is how we anticipate people will learn using this modality of online. Uh, that's the first step. The second step is it typically requires a group of faculty who not only embrace the concept of this modality of online learning, but also have been trained to do so in the best worlds have experience doing so. The third thing is it requires a curriculum that's been built uh, specifically to, to uh, be used online. In other words, we didn't just take what would be down in a course room where you might have a sage on a sage lecturing. We took the curriculum, you turn it to an online format, which is why you do it in a combination with faculty, instructional designers, graphics people to make it the most robust and interesting as you can. The next requirement then is what we call a learning management system. It's actually the online course room. And that is um, a technology that allows you to do a lot of things, not just the things Zoom can do, like, for example, video, but things that allows you to submit papers, to share documents, to have access directly to your electronic textbooks, to have access to a library, to let you talk between students to allow you to the faculty and the student to exchange either by phone, email, chat, video conferencing, or real synchronous or asynchronous learning. And then finally, I think what's required is some form of assessment of learning. We want to know whether the students are mastering the outcomes of the course and their program. And you do that on campus, but you also have to figure out a way to do that through technology. And I would argue there's, it's more robust in an online learning environment because you can collect all of the interactions between faculty and student and student to student. Absolutely. Now, when you say learning pedagogy, what do you mean by that? Well, pedagogy um, in its simplest form really means that you have a learning philosophy or theory. There's some basis. I guess another word would be paradigm. There's some reason that you believe there's a way people learn. And, you know, it's been debated for a long time whether people have uh, certain types of learning intelligences or if there's certain types of learning styles. And I think where we've rested at NCU is we, we are sure they have learning preferences. And learning preferences mean that some students would prefer to learn auditory. Some would prefer to read it. Some would prefer to engage with their faculty by phone, some by email, some by chat, some by live video, some by tape video, some in a synchronous form, some in an asynchronous form. So all of that combined together 
is the basis of a pedagogy. In other words, we believe here's how you should deliver content. Here's how students should interact with the content. Here's how students should interact with each other. Here's how students should interact with their faculty member. Here's how students should be evaluated. And here's how you should assess whether learning takes place. And all of that added together is a pedagogy. And at North Central University, we are real believers in what's called teaching through engagement. That is, we think there must be a robust learning management system because we want our faculty and our students constantly engaged in learning. Absolutely. Really looking at that full picture. Now, something really important that you touched on was this online course room. Um, Now, what do you mean by a robust learning management system? So when we got into online learning at North Central University back in around 1996, um, the technology was advanced, but it was limited compared to today's technology. So we were pretty happy if we could put up a document or two of content, maybe share a graphic. Students could exchange um, information with their faculty through email, through um, some type of primitive form of chat. Once in a while, even in the year way before us, folks were doing it through mail. And then, of course, technology started developing. And, And when I'm talking about a robust learning management system, I'm talking about a system in which when I log on to my class, I instantly have access to all of my um, course materials, be that textbooks or articles. I have immediate access to the library where I have all the data and all the research I need to do. I have immediate access to all the student services, academic services that are provided uh, by North Central University. I immediately can see my course syllabi that walks me through the entire semester of everything I'm going to be asked to do. I have access to all the additional learning and supplemental materials that the syllabi references. I have access to my advisor and access to my faculty member. And I have that through chat, email, phone, video, two-way video, synchronous or asynchronous time. And so all of that combined Uh, is a robust learning management system, and it has built in it, how do I test and evaluate, and then how do I assess the learning? Now, this is something North Central University has done for quite some time. Um, Looking at the current landscape, um, speaking to some of the organizations that are really shifting to this now, um, how should colleges prepare for support services for their students? Well, I think they have to decide right off the bat, are they going to be in the online space or not? You can't kind of kind of do online learning. You have to really commit to it. It requires a pretty substantial uh, investment. We have over 20 uh, years of investing in technology uh, and, in, and in pedagogy and in faculty and in curriculum and in library and in academic resources. So the first thing you have to decide is this the modality you want to offer. And if it's a modality you want to offer, then you got to move beyond the simple technology solutions that simply say during an emergency, we can use this and then we can quote, get by to something you really believe in. Um, and, and that means you have to create from the very beginning, a plan for online learning. And the plan has to be uh, what courses do we convert? What programs do we convert to online learning? What faculty do we select to teach it and train them to do so? Um, what, what textbooks can we move to electronic form, especially other additional learning resources? Um, and then you get to the whole area of academic services. How do I do advising, financial aid, tutoring, uh, emotional support, uh, all of that? How do you do all that online? So it's a real investment to do online learning. 
And one of the advantages we have is having 20 plus years experience in it. We've been able to build this uh, pretty robust platform in partnerships with all types of educational technology companies who have spent billions of dollars investing in technology. And we would never have been able to do this on our own. So we have very much partnered with outside groups to build what we think is a really um, strong learning management system. I might note that for us, it's even a little more difficult than a traditional university because we do a unique thing called a one-to-one model where every faculty member is with one student at a time. So they get the ultimate amount of tension and mentoring. Then we require the faculty to all be 100% doctoral uh, faculty. And we require all faculty and students to use any of the variety of communication tools that exist on the platform. So Every individual student's experience with a faculty member is unique. And when it works right over the time that you earn a degree at North Central University, you might have 20 different faculty members, all doctoral, all in your field who become mentors, coaches for you. So it's a unique model here at NCU. But no matter who's doing online learning, you've got to have a robust learning management system to do it effectively. Absolutely. Now, you touched on this a bit, but what are the important areas to focus on when taking learning remote? If I were the president of an on-ground university, residential university, and I had to go online quickly, uh, the first thing I would focus on is what's going to be my tool for communication. Because if you can't communicate with your students and your faculty and staff, you have no chance. And it needs to be the same communication system for everybody so people can hear the same thing and interact with one another. And so I think that's why you've seen such a massive movement to things like Zoom, GoToMeeting, and some of the other virtual tools. Um, The second thing I would say is I think you have to decide whether this is long-term or short-term strategy. If this is a short-term strategy, you may have two plans, one for uh, just getting it done right now, which is primarily what people have done. They've gone on Zoom, and quite frankly, a lot of the learning going on isn't very good. Um, they basically are taking lectures and just throwing them online. It's not a very effective tool. But it's an emergency, and I understand why schools are doing it. If you want to go long-term, though, that's when you get back to what I was suggesting earlier. You're going to have to set up a pedagogy. You're going to have to train faculty. You're going to have to choose a learning management system. You're going to have to rebuild curriculum for it. You're going to have to find the right learning resources, the right academic support services, the right testing services, and build an assessment system. And it's a long process. Now, you don't have to do all that at once, but you have to have a plan to do all of that. Um, And then outside of communication, I think the second thing is you have to decide what tool you're going to use to share information. Uh, There has to be something that allows you to share documents, content, graphics, presentations, Um, And probably with this student, the students today, you're going to want one that's both visual and verbal, uh, and that may include video. Uh, And then I think the third step, uh, if you're going to go online, is you've got to decide um, how are you going to format your courses in terms of the lengths of the courses, the start and stop of the courses, uh, and are they going to be broken down into modules or chapters or learning outcomes or milestones so the course makes sense when you build it? And, and that's when you really got to get involved with faculty for content, instructional designers and graphic folks to make the course as robust as possible. Then, of course, if you're in the long term, you need to train faculty and you want faculty who want to teach online. Uh, people who bring a negative perspective of online learning to the classroom just kind of reinforce it. 
So you need somebody willing to teach. And quite frankly, I think it requires more effort to teach online than it does in a typical classroom. Then, of course, you want to work out the testing and then eventually an assessment of learning process. So the short-term solution for most folks right now during the coronavirus is just open up the Zoom and have at it just like you would in a regular classroom. So in summary, if you're into genuine online learning, you want to build that type of robust learning that happens online, you're going to have to start with a pedagogy. What's the philosophy of how you're going to teach this online? Secondly, what's the content going to be? That's where curriculum comes there, where you have faculty giving content and instructional designers and graphics packaging it for online learning. You're going to have to come up with a learning management system that provides multiple ways for the students and faculty to talk to each other and to communicate, to submit documents, to present video uh, and audio. Um, then you're going to have to create your evaluation system, some type of testing system that allows you to evaluate. Again, you can use video, written, auditory, email, and then eventually you're going to have to create assessment learning to prove that this modality is achieving the learning outcomes for each of your students through their programs. If you put all that together, which is a, a big undertaking, you can get to a point where genuine online learning occurs. And what we know from national studies is that good, high-quality online learning is as effective or more effective uh, than the classroom. And one thing I remind our students is you're not only learning online because it's convenient and it's the way you like to communicate, but you're learning a skill set of how to operate, how to function, how to work, how to uh, collaborate online, which is where all workforces are going to go in the future. So we think that the move to genuine online learning is worth anyone's effort. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for um, taking the time to talk with us today, Dr. Harpool. We appreciate it. And um, really this conversation on genuine online learning. So in the coming weeks, we'll be exploring additional topics with the NCU community. Be sure to check back for new episodes. And on behalf of Dr. David Harpool, this is Samantha reminding you that at NCU, you have what it takes to change the world. We offer what it takes to make it happen. Until next time, goodbye.